This episode is brought to you by Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, listeners of The Crossrip, and welcome back to the show. We're starting out year three with a whole lot of excellent content this week. Get ready on the program because we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters 101, Ghostbusters the video game being backward compatible, Ghostbusters annual, we're going to talk virtual reality, we're going to talk about Hyde Park Resort, we're also going to talk about uh, you know some stranger things, because that's what we do around here is talk about some stranger things. Still playing with toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. It looks like the basement's actually coming together. You had some time oh, over yeah. the holidays to, to work on it a little bit. Not as much as I wanted, but... Uh, uh, shelves are up, though. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I made lots of trips to Home Depot and bought components, but it's only <laughs> been the last, like, in the last week. So the parts are in the labor, however, not so much. That's what's... Uh, <laughs> that's what's labor, labor time low. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> logistics uh, high. Oh, I, uh, but whatever, I, I, I filled out my, uh, my toolbox kit quite a bit. I'm now the proud owner of uh, uh, one of those electronic, you know, the digital readout stud finders. Ooh. Very handy. All right. Got myself a, a, a laser level guide. Oh, man, you're getting serious. This is like uh, carpenter level. Yeah, it's got its, it's, got its own little uh, suction cup uh, vacuum thing. So you place it on the wall and it stick there. Project the the line and these are now yeah. adult toys. We're like, oh, you got you got that leveler with the suction cup. Oh man, exactly. Yeah. And it's been kind of hit and miss. So like I'm like, yeah, I bought the bracket first. Thinking, yeah, I want this shelf to like because I got shelving, but I got it's kind of like tiered. So the very topmost is I think about eight inches is the is the the level there, and I'm like. And then I got, you know, 10 here. And then when we get to the bottom, it'll be like 12 inches for putting, you know, bigger boxes on and stuff like, yeah. Well, it turns out you can't buy like pine boards at 12 inches sort of thing. So, uh, oops. so there's a few of them. I'm happy to go back and maybe pull the, pull the brackets yeah, down. We'll and put up shorter ones. That's what well, happens when you custom to make your entire shelving unit for all of your collectibles and books and DVDs and stuff. Yeah, well, I'll be frank. I mean, most of the time, I'll be frank. You be who had. Um, I spent most of my time sort of staring at the space, trying to figure out what the hell to do with it, anyways. Yeah. Like, like it's a basement. You know how finished basements are, right? Like, you got weird jetty bits in the ceiling because there's a, yeah, there's pipes you know, there. a, a runoff pipe. And yeah. So I wanted, you know, to kind of lay it out so it made some sort of, you know, it fits sort of naturally. I almost wanted it to, the shelving to. Beat the weirdness of the space into something less weird. <laughs> it's coming beat, together. Beat the basement into submission. All right, sure. Yeah. Well, it's working, right? Like, so the picture <laughs> I took, um, 
that's you know the bulk of the display of my collectible stuff. Collectible stuff will go there, uh, and then what's off to the right that you can't see are is uh, uh, spaces where I think I'll you know I'll put my DVDs. Yeah. Not Ghostbusters, like all my DVDs. All of your DVDs. Which, yeah. Which is a considerable amount of DVDs. You gotta pull them all out of the storage and, locker, it sounds like. Yeah, and once I got those laid out and I started putting up the one shelf, and I'm looking, I'm like, this is gonna work. And it, like, it leaves a nice space to the side where I'm like, perfect. I got actually a wall to put up a couple of more, you know, important. You know, I got a place to hang my, uh, the, the Stay Puff packaging silk screen that I own yeah. from the production, yeah. things like that. <laughs> and then I thought it was gonna throw a monkey wrench into it. But uh, Dan Harshman, uh, I'll back up. Craig, uh, well, what's that other podcast called there? Uh, uh, yes, have some. Yeah, it'll, it'll come to me later, whatever it is. But he uh, posted a picture. He got himself a flat file uh, drawer. Oh, you I know, saw like, that. Yeah, like for um, for artwork and like the matte painting flat files. Yeah, like... Uh, um, uh, libraries and all that have them for maps yeah. and things like that. And I have, not just Ghostbusters, but I have a crap load of, of posters over the years and all that. And I used to, you know, store them rolled. And rolled has its problem because it dings the edges. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the t- yeah. they're in a tube, but the ends get dinged. Yeah, and, and they get then cr- I started, yeah, crimp, crimped at the edges or the corners. Yeah. and the, yeah, So then I started f- storing them flat in, like, uh, like, art cases and all that. But those things are awkward to store and all that. And then I looked, he got one, and I was like, that's brilliant. I've looked at yeah. those, and maybe... <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and he's like, yeah, I've been looking for one for years, and it showed up on eBay, and I'm like, yeah, I should start looking now. And I went to Craigslist, and like three days before, some company was like, we're getting rid of it. Come get it. I'm like, I'll be right over. <laughs> so I have uh, one as well. I'll put a picture up. It's, nice. uh, he's got a, He's got a nice metal one, and I think it's a larger size. Mine is about half an inch all the way on either side, uh, larger than the standard large poster size, like theatrical poster size. Oh, okay, all right. So it should be good for my stuff. It's got yeah. four drawers, and they're quite deep. They're about three inches deep, so I can store quite a bit of these in there. I'll get myself some of that tissue paper nice. to go between them so you can lift them up and look. And But <laughs> as I'm placing it, Dan Harshman's like, yeah, you got lots of room to put your uh, – your rooftop temple on there. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh was, my God. That's brilliant. It's good, huge. It's, it's, good show. The, I, I'm pretty sure it's almost like, not only is it big enough space, there's enough room that I may attempt to build like a little bit beyond the diorama. That thing is, I mean, it's, it's massive to the point where I underestimated it because I got a couple of the figures over the holidays and like just just those little towers that go on to either side take up two of my shelves. Like I, I just I I don't have space for that diorama. It's not going to happen. I know. So I like I said, I'm I'm pretty happy there. It, uh, I mean, it wasn't. It's going to take up a little bit of room, but at least now I can, you know, walk over and show people the posters and all yeah. that sort of thing. And, um, well, here's here's yeah. what I'm thinking. You and Craig now you have to have like a this is like the Christmas lights competition in the neighborhood. <laughs> like so, you guys both got the the flat file drawers. Now you've got to like you just you both need to one up each other, and this needs to become one of those rivalries that like the, no the... no no no. <laughs> Why not? Well, I don't even know what we'd rival at because we're I'm gonna kind instigate of... it. I'm gonna make yeah, it happen. Go for it. You try that. We're we're slightly philosophically different when it comes to like they have. 
the dedicated room. Do you know what I mean? They do. Craig and Abigail have lots. Like the photos are so impressive to me that I'm like, guys, that I can't compete with that. And they collect for more than just Ghostbusters. And, um, (coughs) well, we'll see what happens when they get married. But for the moment, they're, (laughs) they're a pair of dinks in the classic sense, double income, no kids. So, all oh, the new geez. stuff. I was going to say out. that's mean, man. But okay, no, no, it's, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. Yes, I lived through the '80s. I'm grandfathered in to be able to call people dinks and not be mean about it. Yay! But they, all the new stuff. Like they've they've happily you know been picking it up and and I I know I envy them and I'm like, but I don't have the space. Yeah. And yeah. frankly, as you get older too, I start to hone in where I'm like. Yeah, the puzzles are great. I don't need the puzzles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I have my be a own more little, selective. Yeah, selective peccadillos or whatever here. So, yeah, um, well, that's miniatures cool. and things like that. And I'm glad. Uh, you know, the basement studio is coming together, and it's cool seeing it come. You know, come together in front of us on the Facebook page. So, if you guys aren't following the Facebook page, make sure you're yeah you're checking that out so you can see Chris's progress. But uh, I keep taking yeah. pictures. He's taking pictures. You'll you'll be in the papes. Uh, and of course, uh, once that's all laid out, and this place stops looking like you know a work, a, what do they call it? Da 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 da. Construction zone. Okay. Yeah, I guess work zone? that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. construction zone. Uh, I'll get the big table. You know, re. Uh, <laughs> that's what threw it into disorder initially. Is the they changed all the windows in my house so. The guys who change. There's one tiny little window in the basement, and they took my, you know, one ton heavy, you know, oaken table and moved it off to the side and didn't put it back. So, now oh, oops. Like I said, once everything's clear, I'll drag it into position, and uh, that'll be the that'll be the last step. Is I'll have the shelves up. I'll start unpacking the boxes. That you know, I can do that at my leisure. But get the get that table space up and running for working and recording and all that. But yeah. the best part is with the shelves up. You and I talked about this before. Carpeted floors. Once I start covering these big uh, walls with shelves with stuff on it, won't be uh, won't be quite so echoey. Yeah, you sound you sound like uh, you're in a recording studio already. Sounds a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, aside from the fact that you're still trying to shake that cold, man, you sound good. Bah. You sound you sound silky. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay, guys. Yeah, well, I, I made one New Year's resolution and one New Year's resolution alone, and that's that when they start advertising flu shots available, I'm first in line. Oh, uh, no, it's it's a full-on flu, huh? Oof. Yeah, well, the thing is, is, you know, when I was 25 or even, you know, 35, it was like the flu would come along, and I'd be like, whatevs, because <laughs> it would hit, and my body would kick it out in a few days, and might even have, like, one miserable day, but pff, whatever. No problem. Yeah. Walking wounded, woo! rock and roll when you're my age it's like it hits and oh my god uh, won't won't and go then to away. double up my mom had it and she got it early in november so she almost canceled coming out for christmas because she was still wow. fighting it and she had it pretty bad when she was here and i'm like so i'm looking at the progression i'm looking at my son thomas who's like on, he's got it obviously but he's unstoppable yeah. i just everyone's blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's off again i'm like he's got a beat i'm lingering with it and mom's been fighting it for two months so you gotta i'm like ways to go i can i can see how it goes like it's not gonna get any better uh so i think Uh, from now on the minute they show up i'm like bring it on yeah stick me don't chance it get that flu shot yeah 
it's that's, not this even, is like, your public service announcement. Your first right, of the PSA. year of 2017 on the cross rip. Get those well, flu this, shots. Yeah, the tipping points here. I can sur- I can survive it. It's not threatening me or anything like that. But it is now such a horrendous inconvenience that I'm like, screw it. Just give me the shot. I'll 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 yeah. I'll take that hassle to go down and get the shot and pay for it. I'll just get it done, and then you know I'm free to you know, handle snotty babies and things like that and not worry about <laughs> catching it. So I'm still, I, the whole flu shot thing still confuses me. Why, to avoid getting the flu, you have the flu injected inside you. That's, that's what I just don't understand about the entire process. <laughs> no, dead flu gets injected inside of you. Dead flu. Doesn't yes, that seem dude. worse? Isn't that how like zombie outbreaks start? Like <laughs> you, a dead virus gets injected inside of you and. Um, yes, Jenny McCarthy. That's how the zombie sus- outbreak. <laughs> 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 no, it it boils down to this. You find you find uh, the chemical, uh, you know, the the molecular setup that the virus doesn't like. No, that's not how it goes. How does it go? Yeah, right. see, you are proving my point here now. <laughs> no, no, I got it. It okay. just took a bit to come back to. So somebody fights it. I don't even think they have to beat it. But once your immune system starts fighting it, you get antibodies. Antibodies, for all intents and purposes, are the 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 dead soldiers of the virus wars if you take those and you can then put them into somebody else the body recognizes like it, it, the body will react the same way so what you end up with is is, is <laughs> how do i put this um huh yeah, like trying terminators. to think of- Ro- Robo, yeah. uh, like RoboCop viruses. Sure, that's a good way to put it. So okay. a bunch of Terminators show up. You shoot them down. It's a hassle. People die. It's a whole misery. But you take a couple of them out. If you take that and then hand off, you know, the 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 T eight hundred, the deactivated T eight hundred to somebody and say, "Look, more of these are probably coming. Get ready." And they start to prepare. They're better prepared than you are. When the next wave of a T eight hundred shows up, does that make oh, any sense? Yeah, that's perfect. So why didn't anybody do this when I was a kid? I would have gotten two shots all the time if you told me you're injecting Terminators inside my body. Because none, because none of your teachers saw that movie. But that's <sighs> basically it. You, dead viruses, is, you know, for, long and the short of it, dead viruses. Your body reacts to them as if they're live viruses, but dead viruses do not uh, don't do anything to you. And and some people say they do. I got the shot, and then I still got the flu. It's like. Or I got the shot and it gave me the flu. It's like, no, you were already basically infected and you got the shot. And then when the symptoms hit, yeah, you, they were in so close proximity, you assumed that one, the one triggered the other. And that's unfortunately bad timing. You got the <laughs> shot too late. You're the Kyle Reese in this equation. Like, no matter what, you're going to die. All right. <laughs> exactly. So. Sorry, Kyle. It's happening. But, but yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of hacking and coughing. Like this, this thing, this cough. Like I was talking to people. Like, uh, you know, if this thing was like, you know, two not two notches more more aggressive, you know, people would be dying from it. Like, oh, I'm it, sure it's gotta I, be painful at this point because it's been yeah. months. Uh, yeah, my mom, uh, it beat the hell out of my mom real bad. And oh. at one point, uh, dry air, hot dry air, was the problem. It took us forever to figure out. We'd go outside into the chill and come back in and start hacking and coughing and think, ah, we shouldn't be going outside because it's chilly. And no, it turned out what was happening is we'd go outside and it'd be kind of nice. Our lungs would be like, oh, this is nice and cool. Then we go back inside and you get the hot, dry air and your lungs would uh, go, ah, uh, revolt. So after, yeah, it took, it literally took us a week and a half before I said to my mom, why don't you try sleeping with the window open a crack? And she was able, like, 
actually able to sleep somewhat. Mm. I'm sitting on the couch watching something on the, the TV and I have actually I, I try to mind over matter through these things. So when the cough gets bad, I try to minimize it. But one of them just rolled and I just – it was one of those uh, exhale all the, the, the air out of your lungs hacks. Or and then I went, okay, I'm done. And then I stopped. What I didn't realize was that I had hacked it out for so long that I gave myself a couple of seconds where my brain was basically going, not enough oxygen. Oh, so, no. It's done now. Yay, I can uh, relax. And like, why is the TV getting all tunnel vision? <laughs> I'm back. Out. Okay. What did yeah. I miss? Oh, boy. Screw it. Oh, man. I'm sorry, dude. Flu, well, virus, flu, virus, flu, You can beat virus. this thing. You can. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new you. You can fight this virus. Oh, no, no, no. Get it's a brand new tumors. year, but it's it's a slightly older me. <laughs> so, vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> there we go. That's the attitude. That's what I like. <laughs> but, uh, um, all right. Well, uh, you know, officially, Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year Happy to new all year. of the listeners out there. Because, you know, this is, uh, we, we took a little bit of time off. And for reasons that will become clearer down the line, uh, it was much, it was very necessary. If you listen to the last couple of episodes, I was really embarrassed because I did zero post-production on them. I literally, like Chris and I recorded them and they were uploaded. And, uh, you know, all of the little fine detail stuff that we used to, you know, we do on all of our episodes. <laughs> I just didn't have time for. Um, so you know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Troy's a spy. I'm a spy. Yes. Uh, but yeah, fake news. Welcome to. No, we're not getting into that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So you know, it's been a it's been a few weeks since we've actually talked here on the Crossrip. There has been a yeah. lot of stuff that happened. You know, usually the holidays is really quiet. We we have time off. We come back. We don't know what to talk about. Um, no, not the case as oh, it no. usually is. There's lots for you and I to talk about and in the weeks to come, lots of, of things to talk about as well. So, uh-huh. um, you want to do it? I think I th- I'm looking at the rundown here and I think we have like another hour and a half ahead of us. So we should probably oh, launch into it, huh? Let, let, let's get going. Let's tighten it up. Let's tighten come it up. On. We're going to get we're this going. Tighten it up. We're tying it up with the news. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so I think. Chris, I want I want to start with the Ghostbusters 101 stuff. To me, that sure. that's what really struck my fancy. That's what I think everybody else was talking about. I know that's what the the internet was a buzz about probably two weeks at this point, three weeks at this point. I want to say it's been. About um, that, yeah. But uh, so for those of you that do not know, um, which hopefully is uh, not a lot of you, because I'm hoping that this news was pretty widespread enough that everybody heard it and saw it. But IDW is bringing the answer to the call team to their IDW verse. Now, uh, we have few details on how this is going to happen. It's going to be the new ongoing series. The Ghostbusters are having to open up the doors to new recruits and teaching uh, the next generation. And some way, somehow, the universes will merge. We don't know if it's a, you know, a portal like they've been using for the real Ghostbusters uh, to cross over or if something else will happen. But uh, essentially, everybody's going to meet and it's all going to be starting very, very soon. Now, the good news is we've gotten looks at the covers, which kind of give us an idea of what Dan Schoening's version of the the four girls are going to look like. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Chris, about, well, first of all, I want to get your opinion on this, see, see how you're feeling on this. And then second uh-huh. of all, who is that other male 
Ghostbuster that's on the, I think it's the general like regular release variant cover. Because uh, Eric Burnham has said that's not Roland, even though he's got like Roland's uh, haircut. You know, he's got that like shave down the middle that looks just like Roland. I, so I'm wondering who that is. So f- first, the let's way, go, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, w- I want to hear your take, and then who that person is. Oh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they already met up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> even if I wasn't already interested in seeing more from all the teams, uh, I have no leg to stand on when it comes to the uh, to the muddying the waters, the purity of the IDW uh, canon oh, line, geez. or whatever you want to well, call it. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's that is the one sort of critique that I saw as well. I'm canceling my subscription because it's no longer pure. Like we've seen when, turtles, when that, yeah, turtles. turtles. When when the hellhound walks through and you see like uh, what was it, Hulk Hogan and the yeah. like. I mean, come on, I mean it's Those you anything can goes in the ideal yeah. universe. The guys are you know clever, clever eighties, uh, you know eighties kids and all that. So that's fine. You can kind of dismiss that. The turtles, you know, really showed up. So that's that one. You gotta. That one's a little harder to explain away. And then, frankly, at the end of the day, this is what comics do anyways. Like, this is what comics sure. are best at. Like, we now can indulge in things like, so IDW has the Ghostbusters meet the Turtles. And IDW also had the Turtles meet Batman. Ergo, if we wanted to, <laughs> the Ghostbusters could meet Batman. Yeah, And that's what comics are all about, is mixing and matching. Like, they are the ultimate at mixing and matching. So... Yeah, in a world where, you know, the real world is is kind of divided. Like, some are like, bury them and walk away, and others are like, oh, I could stand to see some more. And some other people are like, make all the things about them. Well, that that's never going to coalesce into anything anybody <laughs> is really happy about. So why not indulge in a little bit of the middle ground in the comic? I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I... Comics is sort of that that venue as well where we can start molding, we can start blurring the lines a little bit too because I, I, I'm sparking to what Ivan Reitman said in that press release saying that it's really important to start moving forward with everything under one continuity. And uh-huh. if we don't have uh, Ecto Force coming up soon and we don't have the animated movie coming up in the near future, it's it seems like they're a little ways out. You know, now the comics are what they can start to at least kind of start massaging everything together with and yes and and say what you will about uh the quality of of the new movie but the characters uh, resonated with several people or a a lot of people actually (laughs) and and so you can uh you know you can you can see them becoming part of the lore you can see them becoming they don't have to be permanent fixtures of the lore um you know, much in the way that uh, real Ghostbusters Egon popped in and out of of Ghostbusters International. It's one of those kind of things where, yeah, there are just more characters in the stable for them to work with, which is nice. Yeah, it's more fun. It's it, Well, I mean, it becomes, you know, what if? And then run with it and see what happens. Um, and frankly, that's kind of what the answer to the call was. What if? But, you know, people... People had a lot more baggage to deal with on that yeah. one, whereas this is a little bit more footloose and fancy-free. And I think you're right. The best part about all this is they can mix and match and see what people respond to, meaning that further on down the line, it just informs everything else, right? So Yeah, yeah. you can have Holtzman and Kylie meet face-to-face and see how the two of them react to each other. And, and knowing that Eric has found the voice of those characters so well... It's it is it's a big what if it is when those characters meet what are yeah. they going to what are they going to do what are they going to say to each other so um, yeah so that's, you know, that's I, exciting 
as for the mystery uh, mystery man, yes, I, I read it differently. My understanding was is that he said no, it's not sort of. <laughs> oh, sort of. Oh, interesting. Which I'm wondering if it it lends itself to the whole because Kylie in the the comics is Kylie, sort of. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that's a good point. Yeah, it's that's not extreme Ghostbusters, Kylie. That's purely, Kylie in this universe. Yeah. Exactly. It was him, you know, finding a way to reference mm. her in, and everybody knows what we're referencing. But in terms of how the story plays out, it plays out a little different. Like her her background in entering the world is a little bit different than extreme Ghostbusters was. But ultimately, once she was in there, he was able to steer in the direction of, and you know, ultimately right. she'll become a Ghostbuster and. Stuff was familiar, like she was like, well, she's a, you know, a, a good occult student, <laughs> and they said fine, which means she can go take over race, you know, bookstore <laughs> from the second movie, right, and, right, and hire Eduardo to be the uh, the shop uh, assistant or whatever. Um, yeah, he exactly they show. So I'm wondering yeah. if it's not just sort of a continuation of bringing them in sort of thing. Okay. That's that, that makes sense because I, I thought I took that quite literally that he was saying, no, that's not Roland. Or, or to answer your question, no, that's not Roland. But if there is sort of that, but it could be whatever this this universe's iteration of, of Roland is. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. who knows, right? So huh. we'll see. Yeah. Frankly, I trust these guys. I, I, whatever comes along, I'll just take it anyway. So. Yes. Oh, implicitly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I trust, trust the IDW guys to the moon. Um, and I have a feeling that we're going to get some hints in the annual about what's to come and that comes out on the 25th i believe yes january 25th is when the annual comes out so maybe we'll start to see even maybe just some allusions to what's going to be happening in those first few issues or or just that bridge to get us there um and maybe that's where roland will be introduced have no idea maybe um so yeah so let's see well he does he i was going to say though he does show up on that the multi-cover layout quite early like he he's on the far leftmost which i assume means he's in one of the earlier yeah issues yeah. well i'm assuming that those are the like the covers are going to interconnect or whatever and we're going to see the rest of the team sort of running in the yeah. same direction it's going to be one of those big uh like tableaus once you put it all together but oh, have uh, you not seen it no previews always... magazine the previews catalog from this month has them laid out side by side they're tiny so they're oh, not high resolution but uh-huh. yeah they do all lay out into a team running in a direction, oh, or as see, I call it, go. the 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 Marvel Universe. Um, did, you, did you ever collect those? The Marvel Universe, the, the Marvel masterpieces, those the, cards. No, no, not the Master Marvel oh. pieces. The the comics. It was called Marvel's Universe, and it was just oh. the, the database listings of all the oh, characters. Right. Yes, and yes, that's how yeah. they did it. They all they all alphabetically laid out end to end and had all the characters running. Everybody running band on the run style yeah <laughs> exactly so. uh okay yeah i hadn't seen that i didn't know that the previews was out that was soliciting it yet but uh yes which means then uh, i was gonna make a note of when it said but three months advance so if we're looking at it now march uh yeah i, I was guess gonna we'll say see. this is the january previews issue then yeah january, march well, yeah, it's early. March. No, that's been out for a while. That might have been the December one, but three months. Mm-hmm. Ago, so December, January, January, February, February, March. Yeah, March. March. I think, I'm yeah. I'm March. And I, I think the press release said March as well, if I remember yeah. right. So that's uh, not, we don't have to wait too long for that first issue, which is nice. Um, no, uh, yeah. As I'm sure Dan listens to this and he's like, guys, I'm working. Just don't remind me. <laughs> Everything. No, I'm sure issue one is already in the can and at the printer, but uh, uh, maybe, possibly. 
<laughs> I'm not saying he, they leave it to the last minute, but I do get the impression that perhaps the solicitations are being taken three months in advance, but the printing is maybe... But the printing is uh, kind of close, yeah. A few uh, weeks before. Yeah, uh, but will not be an indication of the quality. No. Though, you know, they're not rushing it to get it done, uh, and it's going to show. These these guys, they're pros. I love you guys. Uh <laughs> I, I tell them every time when this announcement came out, I gave them the, you know, the gif uh, from uh, Ghostbusters 2 of the I love you guys. Uh, but so let's see. Oh, the covers. We need the Back to the Future cover that everybody was talking about. Uh, Holtzman yeah. and Egon with the car door. Back to the Future homage. Um, one of the alternate covers, uh, one of those variant covers, which was pretty cool. One of the other variant covers is the Venkman I Want You cover. Or was that just like uh-huh. a splash page? That's an actual cover, right? That's a cover, yep. Yeah. Um, and then a photo cover, which um, that shot from the temple, uh, if I remember right. Yep. So Correct. Four, we're on, that's four variants? Four that's, variant that's typical for IDW. Yeah, but four. I think that's it, though. It's right. It's just those four. Uh, yeah. Subsequent issues, I'm pretty sure it'll drop to three or two at most. Yeah. Okay. Because you'll, yeah, <laughs> you'll have like your retailer covers. Series. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, look for those for March. Uh, God, I love that back to the future cover. I think that's what I'm going to be heading, heading for, but, uh, man, I'm excited. I think this is, this is what's going to fill the time between whenever Ecto force comes out, whenever the animated movie comes out, whatever the live action thing, it's all IDW all the time. So no pressure guys. I knew you would love the, the back to the future, uh, uh, cover there. I don't know if it's, if it's well explained, but you are akin to Dan Shoning in that Back to the Future uh, is your is your side girl. It is. It is your side movie. My so. secret mistress. <laughs> Don't tell so Ghostbusters. Begs, begs the question that I I thought of you again when uh, and I think I'm jumping around our um, our uh, list here, but forgive me uh, for the for the jump segue. I thought of you when Funko announced their Playmobil figures. Because the Back to the Future ones are coming out the same way. Yeah, it's uh, it, well, so Funko's kind of doing. Yeah, we're we're jumping around, but Funko. Um, but, I found the natural segue. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, the I mean the the Playmobil toys are kind of Lego esque. That it's like Doctor Who and Back to the Future and Ninja Turtles, yeah. and I think there was a fourth one. There's a few of them in there, um, but uh, was it DC? I can't remember. No, yeah. I don't think it was DC. But yeah, they announced that they had all these licenses and they were going to do their, you know, standard Playmobil sets. And then uh, Funko, you know, came out. For, I guess they got announced this time last year at Toy Fair, but we now get to see them in their boxes and all that. Funko teamed up with Playmobil to make the larger, um, like six inch like, figures, right? Yeah, pop yeah. vinyl figurines so to speak uh two of the ghostbusters and then yeah back to the future doctor who turtles it's uh it's interesting yeah i think it's going to be i mean those the toy fair is in february if i remember correctly so we'll probably be seeing a lot more about those soon but uh yeah i don't what's with the back to the future connections because there's also the at&t commercial right now where the taxi cab turns into the delorean and flies past the (laughs) state of marshmallow man so we've got all of these we just got through saying that comics give us the great what if. I think anything can give us the great what if now. <laughs> like well, we commercials may be at, and toys yeah. and. Well, I think right now we're at we're at peak nostalgia as part of what it is. Um, 
there's never been a higher number of uh, mashup t-shirts you know what i mean and yeah, yeah we're now at the point where not only are companies licensing uh you know properties but mixing and matching the properties they get their hands on and we were kind of at the the Roger Rabbit turn where Disney and Warner Brothers were actually playing nice for five minutes and they were like, oh yeah, sure, you can put Yosemite Sam in this movie and that's yeah. not going to ever happen again as we've learned with the Roger Rabbit sequel. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's cool. It's it's a good time, you know, for us nostalgia freaks. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to a Ghostbusters podcast, you're one of us. So <laughs> remember Back to the Future? Um but yeah, it's it's really cool to see all of this stuff coming, and we'll we'll talk more Funko stuff because uh, we've got a, another like a huge pi- paragraph of merch stuff coming up. But um, ah, yeah, damn, like I I screwed up the flow. No, not at all. But but it's a good segue because there is some other merch slash video game news that we can talk about, merch, which is merch, merch, Ghostbusters the video game. It's back. It's yeah. back again. This is now. Because it it went, let's see, it was released in 2009 Nine, yeah. uh, on all of the platforms. Then it was a digital release in the Xbox marketplace. Correct. And uh, now you can actually play it on your Xbox One, which I uh, partook in this evening, and it was a lot of fun. I love yeah. that game. I love the 14, multiplayer of that game. 14 bucks, I think. 14 bucks, or if you uh, hit up your local GameStop, I know that they've got a few copies for like yeah. less than 10 bucks. But um, you just want to buy and download it, you know, seven gigs on your drive and 14 bucks and it's yours. Uh, it answered a question, which I wasn't because I had never been involved in any sort of this backward compatibility stuff. So and I yeah. actually didn't know anybody that was. So I assume that worst case scenario, you needed to get into the to the source code and do some tweaking and fiddling. And there's not really doing that when the team that made it is gone. <laughs> so yeah. that it showed up, it basically demonstrated that what gets what has to happen for backward compatibility is less to do with the source code and more to do with uh, setting up, you know, the Xbox One to emulate certain things for yeah, certain yeah. games. I would imagine Just the, teach- the licensing was more difficult than the actual technical side of it, most likely. As it turns out, possibly, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I think it, it's easier on the Xbox too. Like I know some people are like, "What about the Xbox Four or the PlayStation 4? And I'm like, nah, "I yeah. don't know." But I know that uh, between Xboxes, I mean, under the hood, it's you know, it's a Windows product. <laughs> it maybe it may be the latest version of a Windows product, but it's a Windows product, which means. Uh, you know, as 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 it goes, you get to the latest Xbox One and you just tell it, pretend you're an Xbox 360 in this way, <laughs> would you? Okay. Yeah, lots more horsepower, lots more memory overhead, and all that. And that's the perfect, you know, formula for for uh, making something backwards compatible. Because then you just emulate rather than any real uh, retrofitting and all that. Now, for people who thought this was a positive uh, indicator that maybe if they Say their prayers and uh, you know be good. Santa will bring them the, the you know a PlayStation One remastered version. I wouldn't hold your breath for yeah, that. I That's a, that is a yeah. whole other animal. That that yeah. is a source code and lots of artists and many millions of dollars sort of thing. I mean, um, I feel like if if anything this if anything that this might be a harbinger for, it might be a 
hey, look, if we do another uh, A title game where we spend some money on it, uh, what what's the the audience out there like for it? If we put this backward compatible game out there for you know, 14, 15 bucks, uh, how many people are going to buy it? How many people are going to play it and kind of yeah. get an idea of the metrics from that. But, um, but also, I mean, I, I, th- I think we talked about this. It was one of our earliest episodes, if I remember correctly, but you know, the PlayStation servers are reliant upon the companies that are publishing the games, right? Whereas the Xbox servers, it's just, it's always the Xbox servers for the most part when you're playing on the Xbox Live, unless it's like an EA game or, uh, you know, like if like Titanfall or the Call of Duty servers are all um, their own uh, whatever. But it was I mean, it was nice being able to just log in immediately on my Xbox one. And I picked up a game with uh, somebody who had like two million dollars worth of campaign money uh, in all of the multiplayer stuff, just like. He was waiting for me. He was like, "Come on, I know somebody's gonna log in right now." <laughs> uh, but you know, one of those old school pros of the Ghostbusters video game, um, and it was it was immediate. I mean, it was so fast and it was so quick, and it it was you know uh, it was perfect. It was yeah, like, just just like the old days of two thousand nine. Waiting for somebody to do some side by side comparison because even though we're not gonna get a remastered Ghostbusters the video game out of this. I'm curious to see how the PlayStation One, you know, uh, you know, maxes, so to speak, maxes the settings on the the 360 oh, yeah. one. Yeah, the the Xbox how, how, one. You mean Xbox One? Play, yeah. How much? One. How much can? Sorry. How much can the <laughs> the Xbox One? Uh, uh, sorry. In my head, when I started talking about comparisons, I thought back to the old 360 yeah. versus the PlayStation, PlayStation Three comparisons versus, they did. Yeah. Uh, how much the one can you know squeeze out just a little bit extra? Oh, that's a good point. Like if the lighting and the shading and the yeah. atmospheric are all rendering in a different uh, frame rate, and yeah, that's. I mean, it looked great. It looked really yeah. good when I played it for the whatever twenty minutes that I was able to play it tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, good, good to have it back. I'm glad that they finally decided to. I mean. Sanctum of Slime, you know, fun for all of one <laughs> game again. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that they decided to spend whatever money needed to be spent in order to get this backward compatibility uh, in, in Yeah, and I think it'll do exactly what uh, Microsoft was hoping too, which is a lot of people finally said, I think I'll finally get an Xbox One. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people like, well, I don't see the point. My 360 still works and it's got Netflix and it's the only place <laughs> I can play the Ghostbusters game and yeah. Now a handful of people have said, time to upgrade. Yeah, well, and now it's it's going to create a whole other aftermarket for Ghostbusters fans because now I don't need my Xbox 360 anymore. That I was ho- <laughs> The only reason I was holding on to my 360 was to play Ghostbusters the video game. And um, I'm not getting rid of mine. I got a whole bunch of Dead Rising to finish first. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. Well, I, have, I, I think Dead Rising is backward compatible too, isn't it? Oh, well, then screw it. See, there you go. That's because I was gonna say I have I still have Mass Effect to finish, but it's backward compatible at this point. So uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in should, good shape. I should should double check that list someday. Make sure I'm not yeah, pulling myself back unnecessarily. Yeah, don't throw it into the garbage quite yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see what else. Uh, virtual reality. That's something else we should talk about. Um, yeah. The you know the when when Ghostbusters Answer the Call came out on Blu-ray, there was the VR app that came out, which I was, I didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time with. Um, but you know, it was sort of, I think it was sort of a tease to what was going to be coming on the PlayStation VR. So, so for those of the PlayStation owners that say, well, where's Ghostbusters, the video game for us, 
Maybe this is also an answer to that. I'm wondering if Xbox saw that the Ghostbusters VR thing was coming down the line and they wanted to make sure they had something competitive. But uh, but yeah, so but that, that VR game or experience, I guess it's probably more an experience than a game, right? Can we call the VR experiences games? They're, they're st- they still have game mechanics, don't they? Uh, well, it depends on what they're trying to do. But for... <laughs> Yes, for for all intents and purposes, broadly, they're uh, at the very least a game. There's still, but yeah. there is there is a lot more experience. It's it's, it's an experiential sh- experiential shift, yeah, so to speak, um, dropping you into the middle of the world rather than just peering through a window at it. Right, right. Well, and I think, and the reason I bring it up is I think it's got to be getting close because um, I went to. If you guys saw Ghost Core posted that photo of the Sony Museum where they've got Gertrude Aldridge up in the Fettuccini's poster or print uh, some of the props. But then up against one of the walls, they have four uh, Xbox fours or Xbox. Now I did it. PlayStation <laughs> fours, you know, uh, Xbox fours and PlayStation ones. Um so they had four of the PlayStation 4s up against the wall with TVs and the the VR headsets, but everything was turned off. So I think like they're ready for it there, too, if it's not already running. Maybe it just was turned off when I was there. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, so it's, it's got to be getting close. And I, I have a feeling that you know the, the VR stuff is going to be a lot of fun. Like After playing the Void thing or, again, the experience because it wasn't really a game, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think I, I don't want to really dive into the app on the phone until the PlayStation VR thing comes out and I'll just do it right. there. Like I'd rather do it there, I think, but well, I won't have a PlayStation, so maybe I'll uh, get can, myself, come, on, uh, yeah, come on down here. Next time you're down here, we'll, uh, sure. I was saying more to the, I was, maybe I'll just get myself some Google cardboard or something so I can oh, at least tinker go. around with the, the VR on my phone. I wonder, I mean, the, the PlayStation VR compared to the Google Cardboard, probably probably better, right? I would imagine. Because oh, yeah. oh, you're not yeah. using the resolution on your phone for the PlayStation VR thing. Oh, no, no, no. It would be pumping through everything. The, I mean, remember, the PlayStation 3 was classified as a supercomputer. So yeah. <laughs> PlayStation 4, I'm sure, can move a, a, few, a few pixels more <laughs> than your phone than, around. Than your iPhone can. All right. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's I haven't I haven't actually gotten my hands on one of the PlayStation VRs, so I'm curious. Uh, so oh, there we'll you see. go. We'll see. Ghostbusters will be my uh, my entry point into it. If you so. don't have room for the diorama of the temple rooftop, <laughs> how are you going to have room for a VR setup? Honestly. Uh, well, there's still Answer. like the it's like the lawnmower man thing, right? Where the pterodactyl is chasing after you. I have to have like the giant circle and not <laughs> just stand in the middle of it and wear the gloves. And oh god, they've tried so many times to come up with with a VR hamster ball for us to use, and <laughs> they're still not there yet. No, no. I, th- I mean, I think the void is the closest we've gotten, but even still, that's not photo real. And yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Yes, they solved the uh, the uh, the the hamster uh, ball, the infinite uh, world in a in a finite room by letting you walk out into different rooms. <laughs> um, and even then, it's still finite. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a. Full I'm curious open to see. World. I'm curious to see how it, it it works. And like I said, this is kind of wave two. Of trying to push VR on people, sure, um, yeah, because uh, uh, there are a handful of games uh, out already that use the VR, and yeah, this is another high-profile property that they're going to throw VR at and see, you know, 
what kind of interest they can pique. Yeah. Well, and I hear good things about the Battlefront, the X-Wing uh, cockpit thing that they did for Star Wars. That 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 looked really good. So yeah. So yeah, should be interesting to follow. Um, all right, let's see. Let's keep moving. We were going to keep it tight. We're moving. not. We're like at forty minutes. Uh, Hyde Park. Oh, the German resort with their hotel room. God, yeah. that, again, stuff that dropped over the holidays. So, uh, Hyde Park in Germany, the place that we've talked about, they're going to have the Ghostbusters 5D ride that's uh, currently in construction. They had a commercial yeah. that came out about a week ago uh, showing a Ghostbusters themed hotel room with bunk beds and a containment unit on the wall and. I'm guessing like Slimer, some sort of like a projection thing. I don't know if that was part of the commercial or if that's actually going to be in the room. That would kind of be creepy if you're sleeping and Slimer's just like floating <laughs> around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems awesome. Like this is, where was this when we were kids, Chris? That, this is, this is like a dream come true. I want to be in the Ectomobile bunk bed yeah. with the containment unit in my no ghost, uh, my uniform and, this was this is awesome. I don't understand why why now? Why do I have to do this as a 35-year-old adult? That's what I don't understand. It's just um uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not I'm complaining. Not, I'm not I'm not interested. <laughs> no, you're not interested. Uh, no, I have a, a tough enough time intellectually coping with uh, the thought of just a regular hotel room. <laughs> I I'm not that interested in having to pack down the thought of all those who came before me with their uh, love of Ghostbusters. And I'm going to put love at a capital oh, L with quotes oh around it. Oh, boy. Oh, we're going there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying to circle the gutter. <laughs> Look, hotel rooms are just naturally that way. You just have to ignore that. Just, yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody says, hey, hotel room, we should do something about it. Because <laughs> hotel rooms are all over the place. But it's sort of like the Lincoln bedroom. I'm pretty sure everybody who goes to the Lincoln bedroom says, <laughs> maybe? What do you think? I would think Ghostbusters themed rooms are much the same way. Because I think in the back of everybody's mind, they're kind of like, well, when are we going to be in Germany in a oh, Ghostbusters themed hotel room again? This is really putting a spin on all of those like <laughs> Disneyland resort hotel rooms, like the themed hotel rooms that Disney has. And uh, uh, now I just can't, I can't unsee. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who as a child was enamored with the idea of the themed rooms at West Edmonton mall. And then over time kind of went, no, not into it. Hmm. No, it's a room themed like a jungle. I'm like, no, that's all. That's worse. No, uh, all right. No. So not not even remotely interested. Not even I'm going to go check it out. I'm not going to stay in the room. I just want to go see what the room Seriously, is like. Seriously, just think of how many times, like, in your <laughs> head. It's sort of like <laughs> pondering the stars. You lie out back and you try to open up your brain and go, just how many stars are out there? It's the same thing. Just sit there and go, you know what? In a given year after this thing opens, how many people <laughs> thought it was clever to drop their pants and say, hey, does this pole still work? Uh, okay. Like, <laughs> hey. Give it your own personal appearance. <laughs> How many times is that door open and somebody goes, we should stay here tonight. Sleep here. Uh, Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm fine. I got All my right. real Ghostbusters bed sheets. I'll stay home. The world can... You youngins go do whatever. I was, I was, and, I was like, I at this point, <laughs> I want to apologize to all of our uh, young 
audience members who might be listening who are really excited that their parents might take them to this room uh, and you now have to have your parents explain what the last like um, four or five minutes have been about. Um, These are, yeah, come on. These are the same kids that had to ask their parent about Star Lord's Jackson Pollock comment in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, it's already True. been taken care of. It's already taken care of. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, so to your eight, so Ghostbusters themed room for your romantic pleasure will be opening very soon. And what in is Germany. the magic word? Uh, the containment. Now everything just goes to a, a terrible place. Just a terrible place. Light is That's green, trap clicky. is clean. Yeah, exactly. Hi, this is Samantha, and I'm a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross since 1909. You are a most fortunate individual. Hi, this is Adam, and I've been a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross since 1909. Boy, the superintendent's gonna be pissed. Hi, this is Mark Gilman, and I'm a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross since 1909. Kids, just turn this one off. We're in the gutter. We're gone. We're out. No, we're not. Oh. Oh. This is nowhere near the gutter. No. All right. That's Trust true. me. Let's move on. I found, gonna, let's... I found myself calf deep in a couple of gutters. This is nowhere near it. So. <laughs> I know. I, I sensed you continue to move on. I'm like, all right, we're going to do something else. We're going to talk you about wanna, You want to walk away? Let's just walk away. We got to walk away. No harm, no foul. We got to walk away. Anyway, uh, Germany... Good, good Germany, on hotel room. Actually, you know what? Let's leave it on a positive note. It is kind of because, again, it means that all these parks and all that are, uh, they've got the properties and they're putting in the time and energy into them. Yeah, uh, now, I didn't see any pictures. It. Did you see any pictures? It's just what was in the video of that trailer. Um, yeah, which, yeah, it's I missed one that. I kind of that. moving shot, and I think it's it's probably not even the real room. It kind of looks like a mock-up or a set or something that they did the commercial in. So it may yeah. it may not even look like that. Who knows? But you know um, what? The only thing that would forgive it is if you come in and they got one of those in hotel channels, and all it does is it it nonstop plays the three movies and all the cartoons. There you go. The all Ghostbusters just over and Network. over and over. Yeah, that would be cool. Movie, cartoon, movie, cartoon, movie, cartoon, and just repeat forever. That see again. I how can you? All right, we're not gonna go. I was like, how could you not want to go? Never mind. Anyway, Dubai. Uh, so so speaking of of theme parks that uh, are are pumping some money. God, everything pumping. I I don't even. I blame you for this. Theme parks that are spending money on uh, the Ghostbusters property, uh, the Dubai Motion Gate folks. We've started seeing more and more. Again, we've talked about it a few episodes ago. That I guess the response has been mixed. Um, some people go in and it's just fine. They have a, a good time with it. Uh, I know a lot of theme park, uh, like our good friend Stingray, who always uh, sends us stuff. Um, uh, people are posting reviews and they're not entirely happy with the experience. That sounds like the the queue that leads up to the ride is great, and then the ride itself is eh, whatever. It's it's okay. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm almost wondering too if like Dubai acted as a prototype of like uh, uh here's let's see let's test this out and now <laughs> this German uh theme park ride and the hotel and everything that's like they're taking it to the next level. 
And then I wonder if they retroactively go back then and fix some of the Dubai stuff, or do you think it's just the Dubai thing is what it is? Do you think it's finished? Well, the thing is about Dubai is I've never in my head said, do you know who's spendthrift? Dubai. <laughs> so right. I've never thought that Dubai said, you know what, let's just start small and see how it goes from there. Like in my head, they were always the, this is what we're aiming for and it's going to be the you know tippity top. Yeah, yeah world so class. I, and, and knowing that they were rushing and we were talking a couple weeks ago that like nothing else there is open. So I'm wondering if this was just completely rushed and Maybe they can go back and it's it's all video based. They can always change the videos out. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, there's always room to change it, I guess. Yeah. The thing is, is the whole park right now is a bit of a head scratcher, anyways. Like, as you say, it's just it's still being built. Like, why? Like, why open it? Like, hmm. something I don't know. This this seemed like the perfect place for in in amusement park terms to you know adopt the old. It'll be you know the valve philosophy of it'll be done when it's done sort of thing, right? Like, right. Rather than like, rushing yeah. it to completion, that kind of thing, and the, and and it looks like they're trying to distract people. They're doing what Universal Studios Florida was doing after the spectacular uh, uh, show stage show closed down. Like they've got Ghostbusters out there dancing. It's kind of like the Beetlejuice review thing out in front as well, which we, we talked about yeah. they might be doing, which now we've seen video of because they're promoting it. Um, so it's it's weird. It's one of those strange things like why aren't those characters involved in the ride and why is the ride not the focus? I don't know. It's it's, it's very confusing to me. So yeah, that's well, why I'm kind of wondering if it's like the, I don't know, not, not a template day, or a, a At prototype. the end of the day, though, we're only getting a second hand. Like if we were to experience yeah. it firsthand, we might have a different opinion yeah, or at least a clearer understanding. So once again, Dubai <laughs> tourism. This is our, our weekly if you, plea. Yeah. If you ever want to help us, uh, you know, a couple of, a uh, couple of, uh, what do you call it? They're uh, middle class. Uh, we can't fly to Dubai. No, no. <laughs> so speaking of spendthrift, uh, hi, my name is Troy and this is Chris. <laughs> Now, and again, setting up your next segue, if, say, somebody was to set up something on the East Coast, I might oh. be able to get there. But well, that's Dubai a wonderful is, segue. Dubai is kind of – I looked at ticket prices. I did. And uh, – Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little hefty. But so, so I, you're talking about the, the escape room, right? Is that I what am. you're alluding to? That looks awesome. <laughs> yes. Now, speaking of, an, uh, of a virtual experience – uh, I don't know what this is. What are escape rooms termed? I don't. I'm, I mean, escape rooms kind of harken back to like the murder mystery zombie escape room kind of craze that happened not too long ago, right? Like the yeah. I was about to say when like oh, that's a fairly new phenomenon. What's yeah, Troy talking about? Yeah, no, no, not not that long ago. But now I feel like the escape room itself is because it's all puzzle based, and you have to do the. I blame the Saw movies, I guess is what I'm saying. Like all of yeah. these, you're in a that room, is, you have all of yeah. these things around you, you have to get out of the room, go. That is what kicked it off. Yeah. And I haven't tried one. Um, and they've always kind of baffled me because I'm kind of like, uh, they're kind of like one-shot deals. Like unless they've somehow, unless they somehow build the rooms with multiple ways out sort of like so there you might be able to go back two or three times yeah so there's multiple solutions to it or something to challenge you i mean but this one so okay for people who haven't seen it there's a a trailer for it's in washington dc it's an escape room that 
they've set up they've got like um hollywood sets that look like the firehouse and a haunted house and it looks like they've got special effects and projection and stuff but it looks like you have to solve puzzles and you have to use they had like a person holding an ipad like a pke meter slash ecto goggles that you can kind of search the environment around you for clues and oh, hints and stuff. See, I miss that. Cause that, what that means then is it's taking the escape room and married it to the augmented reality, uh, games that you see on, um, using the, you know, the phones and the iPads. Right. Right. I, well, and that, that may just be cool. a, a small part of it. Like that may just be like, again, if you take that, you're a ghostbuster, you probably have several tools that they give you. Like this is your, pke viewer whatever they end up calling the ipad that you're holding and then you also i would assume you have to have some sort of a proton pack or something that you have to trap a ghost with you know Um, all i see now is a room full of people where a ghost enters and they're all standing there like they're playing pokemon go swiping on their phones to quote unquote shoot their proton streams at the ghost uh which that may be what it is I, i i don't know um but I mean, the the place that it's being housed, it's uh, Escape Room Live, which looks, you know, like a, a pretty big venue. Um, it's funny that in this trailer, they're like, now at Escape Room Live, and it's a guy walking into what looks like kind of a strip mall entrance. And you're like, really? Uh, is this kind of going to be like laser tag? But then when you see what they're doing inside, it looks like everything is just beautifully uh, set decorated and lit and everything looks like a big Hollywood production. So, yeah, see, that's the beauty about Escape Rooms is you can set them up anywhere there's yeah. one actually uh, uh it's far away from me you know i moved but i used to live uh fairly close to one i drive by it and it was an old um i think it was a a larger size outdoor camping gear type place Whoa. like one story storefront yeah and they took it over and once you take it over and you rip out the drop ceilings and all that you can it's build huge. it up however you yeah. want right like so yeah, it always kind of, and malls like I know in the states a few places that's good cheap, especially at Halloween. That was the first place that people learned this is if you wanted to do a a more for profit Halloween haunted house experience, you know, beginning of October, these uh, old mall retail spaces or old big box spaces would temporarily pop up as haunted house spaces. Yeah. And, and and to be honest, an escape room is. I don't want to say tamer, but it's like you know, it's kissing cousin to the to, the yeah, it's it's haunted Halloween house. haunted houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would imagine that being Ghostbusters, there have to be some good scares in here as well. So, <laughs> well, exactly, haunted houses. The puzzle is keep walking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in these ones, you don't get out of the room until you figure something yeah, out. Yeah, the door is locked, or yeah, there's a challenge you have to to complete or whatever. And yeah, so, so I'm let's intrigued. do that. Let's try to get out to Washington D.C. That's a little All more right. affordable than. Yeah, Dubai. Well, hopefully it'll be so, a touring thing. I don't know. Um, there's, I know there's escape rooms here in LA, so maybe it'll pop up uh, eventually. But well, that's the thing. The void. When people are like, oh, "I hope the void makes it to you know my town," I was like, "Well, that's a technical undertaking, you know, yeah. and a cost." It, it not to say it won't. Uh, it's just that I don't think it's going to tour necessarily, and I don't know that how quickly they'll pop up other ones. An escape room is a slightly different animal. Yeah, yeah, you can you can source from you know the local area to build up your rooms and all that, and only certain key elements have to be reproduced. And like we just talked about, finding space is just a simple matter of you know contacting a commercial realtor and say, 
<laughs> whatever space spirit of Halloween's not taking this year, we'd like it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, you know that abandoned blockbuster video that has still been sitting abandoned for wherever yes. we are at five years now? Uh, Can we get it? Are we allowed yeah. to paint it? Great. Let's go. Great. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So, so. DC Tourism, if you'd like to fly a couple of us to... <laughs> DC Tourism, you need all the help you can get right now. Um, so... <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, it's, it's some free advertising. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. Let's, we got a lot, uh, stranger things. Let's talk stranger things. Cause I'm excited about that. Uh, did you see what they did on new year's Eve with their 1984 countdown? No, I, I missed that. Oh, so they, uh, stranger things on, on, uh, Twitter and Facebook put up this huge, uh, <laughs> I think it's accurate. I don't, I have no, I have no frame of reference, but I think it's from the actual 1984, um, uh, Dick Clark, New Year's Rock and Eve, uh, from Times Square, the ball dropping, and they do the countdown into oh. 1984 and everything, and you see the 1984 lights up. Um, so you know they're they're really playing on the fact that this is taking place in 1984, which by proxy means Ghostbusters has to be involved some way somehow, at no, least I- show up some way somehow. I can't remember if we've talked about this before on the show or if I've just talked to people about it nonstop because people are tired of me talking about Ghostbusters. But that was the one thing, like, I was keen on Stranger Things and disappointed that it was set in 83, 83. one year shy of potential uh, Ghostbusters references. If I remember correctly, your words, you you did talk about this on the podcast, and if I remember right, you said the Duffer brothers must hate Ghostbusters. That was was your (laughs) conclusion, because that's why they said it in 1983. But I think, think, you know, maybe now's our time. Maybe 1984 is our time. Yeah, they're coming around. So so that was cool. That was, I mean, just an anecdotal thing, uh, very similar to the AT&T commercial that we talked about earlier. But um, I just, I, this is me, my strong psychic sense that there's going to be some Ghostbuster stuff. And there's going to be at least some reference to it. They cross over so well. There has to be, even if there's like a crack about, you know, not calling the Ghostbusters in on this one. If, and it's just a throwaway line of dialogue. There's got to be something. Something's going to happen. So Yeah, or somebody goes, you know, what the hell do you think you are? The Ghostbusters? Or... Yeah. Actually, you know what? The subtle one would be, uh, free one for the Duffer Brothers, is somebody uh, makes the, the reference, what are you supposed to be, some sort of a cosmonaut? <laughs> Done. Yeah, there you go. Done. Uh, that, that, I, that would make me happy. Just getting that exactly. little bit of Ghostbusters into Stranger Things would make me happy. So... Um, so that was cool. Um, AT&T, we talked about. Well, you want to back up a bit on AT&T because we referenced it, but I don't think we talked about it. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's it's a commercial that sort of, again, a mishmash of what we were talking about earlier of, of what if um, yeah. sort of speaking to the fact that you now have in the palm of your hand the ability to watch any type of pop culture. And so they reference Seinfeld and Psycho and um uh, I'm trying to think of what else the guy gets into the taxi cab while he's watching TV and it turns into the DeLorean that then takes yeah. off. And that's when he, he passes the, the state of marshmallow man, but night rider is there. The, the Hoff is looking plastic. Oh, the Hoff. Uh, oh, maybe there's a longer version. I don't remember seeing. I went the to actual YouTube Hoff. and when I saw your rundown, cause I hadn't seen it, I went to YouTube and searched for it. And yeah, oh. it's, I wonder if I've only seen the shorter TV spot that they're oh. running on TV. All right. Oh, possibly. Yeah. That. This this seemed a bit longer than a TV spot. Oh, yeah. Get the Hoff, man. Uh, all right. I got to watch the full thing now then. But that's, uh, again, 
uh, all of these mashups of nostalgia that are coming, uh, you know, into uh, everybody that sort of grew up on this stuff. We're all reaching adulthood and we're all controlling media now. So that's, I think that's why it's happening. And plus, you know, with, with everything like star Wars and ghostbusters and it's all, everything old is new again. Uh, this, yeah. this, this AT&T commercial really just taps into it and does it really well. Stay puff looks really good. And seeing the DeLorean fly by stay puff kind of reminds me of the universal studios, Florida commercial. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's something totally different. <coughs> oh no, Chris, you're dying. I'm not dying. Oh no! Take that back. All right, we're we're gonna get you to bed soon. We're gonna get you some rest. Lots right, of therapy. What are you about? I've nodded off twice already. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> um, was a uh, Michael? I think said somebody. Somebody out there. Uh, one of our good listeners said that uh, every time I talk for longer than a minute or two, you run off to the fridge to grab some food and have a snack and then come back. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So no, actually he, he nods off. So it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, let's, okay. Let's talk, answer the call, uh, iTunes, because there were a couple of things that they added over the holidays. Um, that world of Ghostbusters featurette, which was on the target exclusive disc, which was nice for people that weren't able to see that. Now you can uh, reference that. You can check that out. Very good featurette. It's like a half hour long. So there's a lot of good content in there. A lot of good behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then a return of Slimer featurette, which is like five to six minutes, if I remember correctly. And, um, that I wanted to bring up on the show, Chris, because you had asked a question, uh, out to our listening audience or just in our conversation. Uh, how did the puppet get used in the new movie? Because it looks really CG and you had even said like, there's no puppet there. Yeah. Um, the puppet? this featurette answers that. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did not know. So, so basically, the puppet was only used for on-set reference, and unfortunately, oh. that's that's it. Um, oh well. So they had this wonderful animatronic puppet that looked a lot like the ILM ones that we're used to from the second movie, and and the Boss films ones that we're used to from the first movie. And um, but it was just you know they show the hot dog cart scene, and there's the guy in the black lycra jumpsuit you know with the puppet over top of him and he's you know puppeteering slimer and there's a guy off to the side with the rc controls and you know you look at it and you go okay i can understand why they did a little bit of cg because it it looks like a 1980s effect it looks like it would have held up in 1984 1989 but maybe not so much in 2016 yeah well an interesting point to make for people who are like the effects look like it's scooby-doo it's like well you know, not mm, that's what not everything from '84 like. carries forward nicely. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, again, the this featurette for the five or six minutes that it actually lasts, it's really nice because they do show them, you know, uh, foam molding the the puppet and putting in all of the animatronics and all of the stuff that we love to see. Nice, um, very old school. Very old school, very cool stuff. Um, it's actually a little heartbreaking after you see this process and you see the love that these guys poured into it and sculpting Slimer to look like they even talk about how they wanted him to look evocative of Slimer from the cartoons and, and just, just great forethought that went into it. And then uh, there's there's like one heartbreaking line where the guy goes, yeah, but ultimately it was just used as, you know, onset reference for all of the CG that happened. And there's there's just that one loaded pause where you feel like, oh, you poor guy. I'm sorry. You put all that work in and they just replaced it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, uh, a little, that's Hollywood for you. Sad. But the, again, yeah, that's that's Hollywood. Uh, and but and, and from a filmmaking standpoint, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so check check that out if you guys haven't seen it. 
Um, Razzie Awards. Uh, I think the shortlist was announced. It wasn't the yeah, actual the, nominations. The nominee, yeah, they have a bunch of things. I don't know. Like it's not like the Academy where there's members or anything. I think you can spend money to quote unquote join the. Oh, the okay. Razzie to become Awards, part then, of the Razzie Academy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then put your thing in, and and as it turned out, um, they started. You know, they tally it all up and then build the shortlists for who is ultimately going to be nominated. Because I think it's only, I think in every category we saw like seven or eight, and I think only like four or five ultimately go to whatever the awards run down. Right. Is. right. Um, and it's a strange one because the Razzies are. <laughs> they're they're not exactly one hundred percent in sync with <laughs> with 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 uh, you know the the public or critics or what have yeah. you. I mean, yeah. there's easily some that universally everybody understands that yeah, there's a good spot for it. And uh, as a lot of people pointed out, uh, I think their first year they tore the hell out of The Shining and right, yeah, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's it's again, it's all. It, subjective it's it's all subjective uh razzies are like you said it's not exactly uh the academy of motion picture arts and science that's voted for it too that's why i think adam sandler is a 20 time winner of a razzie or something like that but yet you know still makes movies still makes money um so uh but anyway so so the reason we bring it up is because uh ghostbusters answer the call nominated for one Single Razzie, as far as one, I saw, one Razzie, yeah, uh, for worst screenplay. Um, and again, it's not even nominated. This is their short list, so it may not show up uh, on there. But so, yeah, exactly, but, you know, not. Uh, uh, it's one of those things where I was fearing the worst, where it was going to be like best director, best actor, best no. whatever. No, it's just screenplay. So, uh, and the funny part is, is I know every year when the Razzie Awards come out, depending on the movie, the people who win show up. Yeah. And happily take their award. And, I have a sneaking suspicion that if uh, if uh, Katie Dippold and uh, Paul Feig were to win the worst screenplay award, they'd go get their award. I, I have a feeling they would too. I mean, it again because it's all it's all in good fun and it's all kind of you know, it's just an yeah. honor to be nominated. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you posted if it is a nominee or a winner. But uh, yeah, it's it's. Also very refreshing to see that after all of the hatred and vitriol that we had last year, it's kind of nice just to see like a little break. Just give us a little break. Yeah. Well, without um, going into a giant rundown, at about the time the I mean, I think the Razzies was at the end of a week and a half of uh, year-end worst of lists. Right. And yeah. Ghostbusters was nowhere near any of them. Yeah, and, and surprisingly on a few best of lists too, which uh, yeah. was again refreshing just to see that people were given a little bit of uh, of encouragement. And you know, we, we've we've talked about the the pluses and the minuses of the film uh, quite a bit on the show, so we won't get into it. But it was it was nice to see it show up on some end of the year lists. And uh, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people said, "Boy, this movie took a lot of flack that it really didn't deserve." So it's that, still, that it, nice. I noticed that a lot. A lot of people are still like, you know what? I broke down and I watched it and I don't see why the hate's there. And yeah. Other people, same thing. I finally watched it and I was horrible. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, but again, don't, it's all subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. I mean, it would have been great if it set the world completely on fire and was a giant phenomena. But yeah, as it was, it was 
fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I could say about the Magnificent Seven remake. You know, everybody was telling me, oh, don't watch it. It's just, it's not that good. And I watched it. It was fun. It wasn't yeah. great. It, I'm not going to watch is, it again. But Yeah, there's a long tradition in Hollywood of hitting this this fun middle ground, right? Not everything has to be art. Yeah. Uh, and you you try hard not to, to be utter crap. And if you can uh, find that spot in between, yeah, you turn out to be fun <laughs> yeah i mean look in this day and age if i can go into a movie theater for two hours and forget all of the shit that's happening outside that's all that yeah. i ask for that's all that i, I noticed want. there was a, a couple of announcements on a couple of like cable networks too that announced that they got the rights to the movie oh really they're gonna start showing it i can't on top the name of because i know fx had it fx got one and then some more special specialty movie channel got it too so yeah i'm kind of wondering if this is gonna be like because uh, there was a period in the late 80s early 90s where part of you know the phenomena of ghostbusters as we know it today was built on the fact that it ran on cable a lot yeah, yeah. sort of like the way amc and all that holds on to the rights and you know a couple times a year trots out their marathon of the both movies back to back sort of thing um, yeah, and even over the holidays i saw i actually caught it uh oh and and funny enough with three stooges airing right afterwards it was really funny it was <laughs> ghostbusters ghostbusters 2 and then a three stooges marathon immediately afterwards so um so yeah so uh you know good good to see the movie getting some some steam and and like you say hopefully it'll pick up some more steam on pay cable and and uh, basic cable and, and more I don't people. Know Steam, but I it. think it's going to find its younger audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, it would have been great if it tickled the fancy of all the older fans. But I think at the end of the day, it's minimum win condition has to be, does it, does it create a new generation of fans? Yeah. Um, so Which this, this will be the does. thing. You start throwing it on you know, cable all over the place. There's going to be a lot of 10-year-olds and all that that are going to get introduced to it. Much the same way a lot of, uh, you know, ex-10-year-olds I know and pal around with and all that uh, found the movie, the original was, movies, right? I was going to so. say, are you talking about a certain somebody who didn't see Ghostbusters until it was on ABC <laughs> Sunday night at the movies? Maybe a lot of people. Uh, it's amazing I how many of you guys didn't that. see it until yeah. it showed up on ABC. Yep, didn't see it until it was on broadcast TV, which they don't do for movies anymore. It's really strange. Yeah. There's no... I, um, I don't know. I have them somewhere, and I was in the middle of moving, and I couldn't find them. One of these days, I got to dig them up and clean them up and put them out there, sort of thing. But uh, some guy was hoping to find the original uh, ABC recordings to show his kids so they could watch it the way he ran into it, which was with some of the naughtier stuff cleaned up. Right, right. And all that. And not to mention pan and scan. <laughs> Who would do that to their kid? I know. Ugh. Poor kid. You poor man. I, I have a tough enough time where I'm like, ah, uh, oh, cool. Such and such is on Netflix. And then I fire it up and I'm like, why is it square? <laughs> what is wrong? What are these color boxes? Yeah. Well, things like you know, shows that I'm like, oh yeah, I'd only got Letterbox in the last couple of seasons. It started in oldie times. Yeah, back in the day, way back in 2007. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the the ABC thing. I actually have a tape of that, but I'm missing like the first 30 or 45 seconds of it. Um, womp womp. Yeah. But, well, if I find uh, mine, we'll yeah. mix and match, and we'll get yeah, you exactly there. I think Paul from Spook Central actually had it, and he aired it. Or was that you? Did you end up doing a live stream of it? No, that was Paul. Uh, 
I think it was Paul. Yeah, Paul did that, but that that was a lot of fun. I think he did it on the anniversary, or was it, it was like a Halloween night or something, and it was a lot of fun watching that as if it was broadcasting. But uh, so yeah. so at any rate, so yeah, um, good good. Uh, welcome to all of our <laughs> younger viewers that. Uh, <laughs> are now catching on to Ghostbusters and maybe listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, they got right, like catching up to do. Let's see. we got a rapid fire. Speaking of catching up to do, uh, Kate Ugh. McKinnon, USA Today uh, Entertainer of the Year. Awesome. Hooray. Congratulations. She probably got a colorful graph on their front page. Uh, Ray Parker Jr. performed at the halftime of the Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers game. Uh, pretty pretty fun to see that. Um, over the holidays, which seemed strange, uh, Ray might have just been visiting home or something, or, or you know, I guess you know Cleveland being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, maybe he was there. But uh, yeah, so uh, good for Ray. That looked a lot of looked like a lot of fun. Check that out. We'll put that up on the Facebook page. Um, William Murray Golf continues to be one of the most impossible <laughs> things to get on the internet. Um, if anything, uh, Craig, uh, you're really good at this kind of stuff, man, and tracking stuff down. So if you get one of these, just buy two and send me one. But, yeah. uh, I really want one of those old fashioned polo shirts and I don't wear polo shirts that I think that says a lot. And I'm like, it's, it's Bill. Uh, Miller and, anyway. I've met you. You've got pop the collar written all <laughs> over you. I really do. It's the LA no, in me. Yeah, it's actually tattooed across your shit chest in that uh, <laughs> in that gothic font. Pop yeah, the collar. Pop the collar. I thought you were going to say that I actually had like a, a neon pink collar tattooed around my uh, neck, and I was going to say that's that's it's bold. <laughs> I don't think I could pull that off. But uh, no, but you got you got a tiny little alligator over your uh, <laughs> your left pec there. I do. I do. I gotta stay classy. I gotta stay classy. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so at any rate, uh, uh, William Murray golf, if you guys are listening, uh, damn it, I just want a hat or a shirt. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Uh, yeah, get ready for the pictures. Cause the, every year there's the traditional handful of photos come out of that one. Of yeah. Bill Murray delighting the crowds, making, making the rounds on the pro-am tour. Yeah. Um, Let's see, merch. We talked a little bit about Playmobil, but let's uh, yeah. let's dive into that. So uh, we did see that trailer right before the holidays. There is another trailer coming out in February, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, the toys themselves are coming out in May. That's right. So I think we're going to, you know, Toy Fair is happening in New York City. I think it's like the first or second week in February. So we'll probably start getting a better look at all the toys and stuff that are coming this year um, about right. that time. We fly to D.C., we do the escape room. Then we get in the rental car. We drive down to New York. Yeah. Yeah. I get to try the void. You come with me again. Yep. Do the void. Yep. Uh, visit the fire hall, which may be uncovered by that point. Oh, will they be? Are they going to be done? I thought. Yeah. Oh, we're getting close. They, they warned right, us that it was going to take three years, but they said, no, it's moved pretty fast. Yeah. All right. Okay. And if it's not, we contact the guy under the pretense that I'm going to propose to you and see if they'll let us go inside and look around. Um, Can we have a tour if he proposes to me? That's right. And then, uh, yeah. And either Dubai flies us overseas or uh, we go home. There you go. Well, world tour and, uh, Sorted. somewhere in there we get some shake shack because, mm, oh, delicious. Yeah. uh, so yeah, so, uh, toy fair, we'll probably get a lot more out of there. Cryptozoic actually showed off some stuff over the holidays. Um, yeah. There, there was their containment unit giveaway that uh, I think is over at this point. They've chosen winners by the time you hear this, right? 
It was like, uh, a, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You had to click and, and sign up. Um, but so they were giving away some stuff, uh, including some, the, like the little Titan figures that we hadn't seen before. Right. Uh, not entirely true. We saw the unpainted prototypes. Cause these were like the IDW distance. ones, right? Yeah. They're little, they're little, uh, blind bag, uh, figurines. These ones are more, uh, boy. I don't know how to describe all these different styles, but They're these like guys the were triangular little... ones, right? Or are those yeah, the mighty meeples? No, no, you're thinking of the yeah, you're thinking of those meeple, the the yeah, the those wooden guys. ones, uh, yeah, the dorbs, the dorbs, the dorbs. Yeah. There's the God, there's so there's many the now. Funko Pops. There's the Titan ones, which are kind of squishy, like realistic heads. But you know, the, the Japanese have a term for that. I can't remember what it is. But these guys are a bit more. Um, IDW like Dan's art mixed with um, uh, uh, I had in the name there uh, cartoons or whatever. Do you remember the you know not full on Big Daddy Roth sort of thing, but sort of like oh, the yeah not cutesy stylized, but more kind of yeah like pre Tartakovsky kind of like the Powerpuff yeah, Girls. Yeah. Wherever wacky packages lands and all that in terms of pop art, these right. things are a slightly more, uh, yeah, not psychedelic, but okay. so you know like what the, I mean. They're, yeah, they're the yeah. bigger versions of the Ecto Minis, those ones, right? Those Kind kinda, of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of, kind of, kind of. And um, they're, yeah, going to be sold in blind bags, too, so <laughs> just... <sighs> Get ready to buy those. <laughs> and this this is just after you've almost gotten all of the Ghostbusters two ones, right? <laughs> You're still missing a couple. Oh, almost. <laughs> almost. You'll get well, there. I can secure the uh, the series one box to go along with my series two box. So oh, good. Okay, I can cool. at least display them side by side there. Nice. Um, yeah. What else showed up? There was. I know Diamond Select revealed a couple of. Like the Slimer cookie jar. The cookie jar and the apron. Uh, That's right. The the Venkman apron. Um, Yeah. Back off, man. I'm a barbecue chef. (laughs) I don't, yeah, that's, you don't really see Venkman out there with the (laughs) barbecue flipping burgers, but uh, um, yeah. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing that happened over the holidays, Chris, that struck me and maybe you can shed some light on this. I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out and Maybe we can kind of work it out on the air here. But so Ecto Cooler ceases production, ceases selling. Yes. Um, Coca-Cola nukes all of their social network sites. Yeah. It just uh, like obliterates them from the internet. And I'm like, why would they do that? Because they spent so much time and so much effort on the social media. And even if they don't, like even if they just leave them shuttered and abandoned, why would they take them all down? And then all of a sudden they all pop back up and they're all protected. So like the the Twitter account is back up, but only people that it's following can see it. Yeah. What I do they not want to confuse consumers that it's still on the shelf? What why, why would they do that? It's just such a weird thing to me. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if the reason that it popped back up again is them just kind of placeholding for Cuz if you think about it, that would work pretty well. If you if you had it in your back pocket that you know, something might come along and you're like, it's time to fire it up for another, you know, half a year or whatever it is. I mean, it's already and got then, the followers and the... Well, a good way to get hmm. buzz started is if you make an announcement to a protected handful of of, uh, of followers and they go nuts on Twitter. Oh, you know interesting. what I mean? Like, 
So I, the other thing that I was trying to think of, you know, because a lot of these license terms for like Coca-Cola or Twinkie or whoever, they usually are on a, an annual basis and they end on December 31st. So I was trying to figure out if they nuked everything on the 31st to show, oh, well, our license is gone. See you later. Yeah. But but then why would it come back? That's the other strange thing. So I, I don't know. It's just. That, well, that's another question is we live in a social media era. And as you say, traditionally, these things shut down December 31st. It's possible that in this era, nobody wants to lose their social media content. But at least due diligence says, as you suggested, they pull it off. For a little while at the date of the expiry of the agreement. Mm. So and that the general can, public thinks that it's gone. For, and then you can slowly turn it back on. Like you yeah. like you said, it's protected. So it's at least there. And those of us that if mm. they follow can see it. And then they, you know, over time may then throw it public. They make a few more posts of we're not here, this is a placeholder, <laughs> and then they'll throw it public again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, There's yeah, a lot it's of little things. I mean, it's the kind of thing where we need to like find somebody and, and ask them a bunch of questions. Cause for example, the head scratcher still remains over, uh, uh, Cinefax. Right. Yeah. Why didn't no Cinefax coverage do an of the article? Movie. Was it because they didn't want it to run headlong against the, the insight visual history or do you know what I mean? Like it's just, well, and maybe I know, especially with Cinefax, because there's so many of these big tent pole VFX movies. Now I know they have to be selective and, Jodie Duncan and and her assistant editors are only f- three people, four people, so they can't yeah. do all of this work. So that that's kind of what I chalked it up to is maybe nobody had the time, or they didn't get the access, or they just maybe they didn't. But I just kind of there's been a few things like the Ecto Cooler and Cinefax where you, I'm kind of looking at it going, it feels like there's stuff under the hood that we're just not privy to, you know, yeah. nothing yeah. malicious and it's nothing weird and it's nothing to read too much into. It's just, it's business and we never got to see the signed paperwork. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. I th- I, again, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's all, it's, it's business. Uh, not to paraphrase the Godfather. Uh, it's not personal. So, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah. That's one of those interesting things. If we could get a Coke representative, they probably wouldn't talk about it, but we'll have to give it a little bit of time and figure that out. So, all right, so we rate. fly to it. We leave New York. We drive to Atlanta. <laughs> we drive to Atlanta. We demand answers. While uh, they're while they're while they're trying to find somebody to hustle us off, we steal all the extra cooler swag we can and leave. Yeah, we steal the recipe, and then we run. <laughs> that's that's how we're gonna do it. Yeah, sugar and water. <laughs> sugar, water, Ugh. and tangerine syrup. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So, okay, one last uh, item on our rundown. We do have a lot of, of cool fan stuff that's happening here at the start of the year. So yeah. um, because we're hitting almost an hour and a half here, we'll sort of touch on it, and then we can go more in-depth in a few weeks here. But Yeah, let's uh, give it some proper attention. Yeah. That's a good idea. So I think so. Uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection, welcome back to our fellow podcasters uh, starting season three. They are with a bang, back with to a bang. back episodes. I was gonna say they're two episodes in now, three episodes in, probably by the time you hear this. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, welcome back to those guys again. If you don't know what it is, go check it out. Uh, they do their uh, role playing, but they do it as a radio drama. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, what else? There's the the couple of fan films, Ghostbusters Italia. Our our buddy GB Max out there is is doing a fan film. Yeah, they've um, so been plugging away for a while, and a trailer came out. Yeah, trailer. They did a VFX test not too long ago that was really cool, so that's that's in the works. The trailer is out there. 
uh, Five Nights at Freddy uh, versus the Ghostbusters, not to be confused with Freddy versus the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, uh, 13 minutes, I think, something like that. Is it 13 minutes? I haven't had a chance yeah. to watch it. So that's that's the other reason I want to talk about it in a couple of weeks is because I'd like to watch it and, and check it out. So. Yeah, I've seen. I, I haven't done a full sit down yet, but it's got a nice mix of the tropes from the video game. The idea of, you know, the bunkered control room and limited amounts of energy to monitor uh, uh, on video and keep the doors closed and all that. And uh, really nice uh, uh, making the uh, the animatronic monsters. Oh, and it's uh, live action too, right? So oh the, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Man, I, I, people have the ability to do so many awesome things with fan films now. It's just, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I think you and I should definitely sit down and uh, uh, watch that one uh, together, separately, yeah. whatever. And, yeah. then, uh, and then really talk about it, because it's been a, uh, you know, we have little fan films here and there, the... Uh, like the the web series that guys are doing come out and all right, that. And those are cool. Right. This is this is a a, a real uh, um, uh, left field sort of thing. We didn't really know it was coming, and then all of a sudden it's here. And suddenly it's everywhere. Yeah. So we'll we'll watch that. Maybe we can have a couple of people behind uh, it come on and talk about it after we watch it too. That w- that would be a lot of fun. Um, they can ex- explain to the old man why kids love five nights at freddy's i know but have probably never been to a chuck e cheese or a showbiz pizza (laughs) well son your dad used to go see these animatronic robots on his birthday and it's like it's like kids rattling off pokemon stats i'm like i'm angry and i don't know why (laughs) i don't understand a thing he said hey 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 Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. Well, uh, I'm looking here at the rundown for our, our wrap up, and it says to remind everybody about the holiday hiatus. Um, somebody didn't somebody change his didn't, template. Yeah, somebody was still a little scattered when he wrote this rundown. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we're not going back on holiday hiatus. But but thanks, you know, for letting us uh, have those couple weeks off. You know, we're glad to be back and, and talking. Yeah, was, you and I, we fought to the last minute to stick to the, you know, two and a half or a year and a half of weekly content and uh we fought it to the end and then yeah like i frankly i know you had an obligation which we'll get into at some point and it made more sense for you to back off yeah and frankly i was happy to just lie on a couch and, <laughs> and you were sick it was the holidays and, you know, usually what we do is we 
for the holidays last year, we banked uh, the couple of commentaries and we banked a few episodes so that we could still have content coming out, even though Chris and I were, as you say, uh, on the couch, uh, chilling, eating some macaroons. But uh, unfortunately, that's not what ended up happening. And, you know, it's uh, we try. Um, uh, Unfortunately, Chris and I are are only human uh, and we do have paying jobs and families that have to take precedence sometimes so uh I'm yeah so we missed you <laughs> and we Flesh can't afford the rent in this song. a man <laughs> welcome back to crossword karaoke 2017 <laughs> um, i can't do the high notes ah! can't do the high notes and you're already better than mariah was so go figure ah. um but uh, yeah, so so uh, we're glad to be back. 2017, year three of the Crossrip. Um, but you know what we, uh, and when I say we, I mean I like to do at the end of every episode is I like to let Chris have the last word because, as he as he's called out a couple of times, it makes me kind of throw to him like he's the Andy Rooney of the podcast, which just tickles <laughs> me because I like putting him on the spot. Um, but uh, so we're gonna keep that tradition. We're gonna keep it going, Chris. Do you have any final thoughts for the first episode of 2017? Why do the kids like Five Nights at Freddy's? I don't get it. Um, I don't really have a final thought except that um, on only a handful of occasions has Ghostbusters news popped up and I've not posted it. And both times it was the porn-related Ghostbusters stuff. And it turns out there was a third instance that I found a couple of days ago in that some, I ran into, like, I hit Twitter, went Ghostbusters, and it popped up that there's some sort of channel that produces uh, their own animated adult features, and they made a, they made an, an XXX Stream Ghostbusters. <laughs> Wait, XXX Stream Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's okay. a, it's... If I understand correctly, they're all about the hentai porn. Oh, okay. All right. And somewhere along the line, somebody decided that they would take, uh, yeah, the, at least one character and monsters and run with their natural inclination. So, huh. um, that's my final thought. Yeah, that uh, I <laughs> actually did. With, what is it with Rule Thirty Six or whatever the hell it is? <laughs> Why do people like that? I don't understand. Now, okay. admittedly. Wilma was beautiful, but um, <laughs> I had a crush on Wilma and Betty. Wilma and oh my! <laughs> I'm sure that exists too, probably. And that's oh, probably. But yeah, I terrifying. I saw it and I went intriguing. I'm not gonna post this. I, like, well, um, yeah, I had no idea. Funny enough, I mean, I, I yeah. you say there's three because there was the the Ron Jeremy one, and then there was the. Penthouse? Yeah, uh, Hustle, no, Hustler did Hustler? one. But uh, were there one in the same? No, and there was no. some other online channel one that did mm. one. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I tried to explain this to somebody at some point. I remember going into the local video store in small town Alberta when I was visiting a, a then-girlfriend, and we were going to rent a, uh, a movie and video stores at the time for kids who don't remember video stores that weren't you know the mom and pop stuff before blockbuster came along they'd all have the one little squeaky door room and some of them then depending on how brave they were would advertise the new stock for the squeaky door room (laughs) 
at the front counter. And I remember we, whenever we were renting, I look up at like the Bethesda, no, Broderbund. Do you remember Broderbund's print shop? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the software. Yeah, yeah, they had they had an eight and a half by eleven broader bun print shop poster announcing that they had gotten in Chestbusters 2. Chestbusters 2. And um, <laughs> and the funny part is is that it's the internet era. Like there are databases for everything. I can't find any reference to that thing anymore, which means in the world of porn, who knows how much like Ghostbusters porn parody yeah, they've done. And it's just obscure. It's obscure, it's sunk away and I don't know. So my final thought is, why? Uh, I don't well, get it. So Chris, let me tell you what happens in the uh, German Ghostbusters-themed room <laughs> after after eleven I was o'clock. To say, wait, no, I do know um, why because I made reference to it earlier, <laughs> didn't I? So, um, there you go. so, so yeah. what they do is they show the movie, they show the cartoon, they show the movie, they show the cartoon. Then eleven o'clock, they switch to the uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters After Dark programming. That's which, right. Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters like, After. It's, it's like Baywatch nights, you know. It's like Ghostbusters nights. They uh, <laughs> anyway. So we've uh, we're really like shooting ourselves in the foot here for any chance we have of a comp to. <laughs> to Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's a uh, no real final thought. I just, like I said, was kind of amused by the fact that, uh, yeah, that uh, secondary market of. Uh, exploitation uh, parody films keeps on trucking uh, well there you go uh, I'll yeah. echo your why statement that's a alright rule Fine. 36 or whatever it is you're right I'm Andy Rooney <laughs> and this has been 60 minutes uh, no <laughs> this has been the cross rip uh, thanks <laughs> sorry I kind of just, I don't even want to do our usual ending. I just want to end it on you doing this. On the, on the 60 minutes ticking? Yes. <laughs> For our transcript of tonight's episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, you're gonna be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. The only thing you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird. <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. I'm Morley Schaefer. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm Andy Rawa. <laughs>